Welcome to the Write Your Novel with David Allen Patali podcast, a place for real talk about what it takes to create a book. My name's David Allen Patali, and I'm going to give you a no-bullshit run-through of the tips, techniques, and insights that have shaped my writing practice and helped me create a novel I'm truly happy with. We write because it's hard, because we have to, because we need to, but you don't have to suffer needlessly for your art. With the right strategies, mindset, and community, You can get it done and enjoy the process. So let me take you on a ride where writing myths get exploded, excuses get torched, and the path gets lit just a bit brighter. So it's about nine o'clock at night right now where I am, and the house is quiet. My two daughters are sleeping in the other rooms. My wife's gone out to a parenting class, of all things. Uh, So I've got the place all to myself, but I'm talking to you now about why you do have time to write. Ironically, nine o'clock at night, with everybody either asleep or distracted, is usually my power hour for doing writing because it's a quiet time, obviously. There's going to be no interruptions. No one's going to come through that door over there, hopefully. Uh, And... The work of the day is done. I'm feeling quite relaxed and I have the free time that I've carved out for myself to do uh, to do this writing. So instead of doing my writing, I'm going to be talking to you about why you need to create time to write. So to give myself time to write, today I actually got up pretty early and did my writing first thing. That's something that I wax and wane with. Now, I don't have a particular time that I think is best for writing. Sometimes early in the morning really, really does work for me, uh, particularly in the summer months when it's not so cold to get up. What I do like to do is get up very early uh, and don't even have a cup of tea, don't even have a cup of coffee. Be kind of half awake, half dreaming, and that way you can just get the work done and smash it out. And I find early morning writing in particular is very helpful for when I'm progressing a manuscript when I'm trying to write a story. Late night writing from about eight o'clock onwards tends to be when I'm editing. It tends to be when I'm rewriting, when I'm trying to sit with something for a little bit longer. Because this is the thing, writing itself is seasonal. You you, you hear a lot of people always talking about how you should always write every day. You know, every single day you should write without fail. It should be two hours, three hours, whatever. And it sounds always to me like this major prescription, this sort of engineering feat. And to an extent, showing up every day and doing your work is not only extremely vital for any any successful creative project, but I also think it's a little unrealistic in the sense that life does get in the way. You know, I've got a full-time job. I run my own, I run my own business with my wife. I've got the two kids. I've got <clears throat> parents who need things. I've got... Uh, obligations to different community groups that I'm part of, all this stuff coming at me all the time, housework that needs to be done, a lawn that just constantly needs to be bloody mowed. Oh, I do actually enjoy doing that. <laughs> but there's all this stuff that just comes at you all the time. And it's really, really easy for that to push your writing routine out of the way. And if you have a routine, it's very easy for that to be a fragile routine. So rather than having a fragile routine, 
I just thought of this then. Having, having an agile routine is actually something that's even better. So for me, the intention is always to do something every day on my manuscript or on the story that I'm working on. Something. Now that something could be if I get the opportunity to do three or four hours work, which is rare, but it does, ha- does happen. I'll take that. If I have 10 minutes to write, because maybe it's a really busy day and there's all kinds of other stuff, I'll take that as well. I'll take the hour. I'll take 45 minutes. I'll take whatever I can possibly get. In fact, the better word to use there is I'll make that time. I'll get up early. I'll stay up late. Whatever I have to do to get the words in that day, I'll do that. But notice that. Get the words in that day. That sounds kind of prescriptive, doesn't it? It sounds like we're laying pipe. This is engineering. It's not. When I mean I'm going to get my words in that day, I don't have a particular word count that I'm aiming for. What I'm aiming for is to sit with the project and do one thing. One thing. Now, that one thing could be a paragraph, a sentence, a chapter, a section. It could be anything. It could be me just sitting with my characters and talking to them, taking some notes, something and anything. I'm not so wedded to a particular outcome. And the advantage I think that gives me when I'm writing is I can build up a head of steam and taking this back a couple of steps. On a day that I can write and I have uninterrupted time, I'm, I'm, I'm a pig in mud. I'm absolutely happy. On a day that I can't, I'm frustrated. And I think that's a good thing. On a day that I can't write, I lean into that frustration. I feel that frustration very deeply and I use it because the next time that I approach writing, the next time I actually have a spare hour, I attack that time with all the force and focus that I can possibly muster because I know life is going to come at me. I know that tomorrow I might get 10 minutes. I might not get any time, no matter what I try, no matter what I do. So when I have that time, when I've carved that time out, that is sacred to me. And I focus and just power as much as I can. And the effect of that actually is that you get this kind of a sign graph going on of, of effort, but it's consistent effort across time. And the other thing that I think the advantage that brings is that it actually honors the creative process in the sense that it doesn't always go to plan. You know, you, you, you know, you can't wait for inspiration. You've got to just sit your butt down in the chair. But that said, stories rebel, characters rebel. You, you, you come up with things that stump you. There are problems that actually need to be, you know, you need to take that for a walk kind of thing. You need to sit on that problem and think about it. So having a writing practice that is a little is up and down in its consistency is a good thing because on the days when I actually can write, I've spent some time thinking. I've spent some time ruminating. I've spent some time being frustrated so that when I actually come to the page, I have something to say and I have something to write. And that's the crucial thing. You know, they always say 10,000 hours of practice is a good thing. But the second part of that, the corollary to that is 10,000 hours of focused practice. It's no good, uh, you know, you see this when you go to the gym. Yes, you can go to the gym every day, but you can't see results every, if you just, you know, you're lackadaisically putting the time in. Yep, I went to the gym five times this week. Great, but you were a complete slacker when you went there. Whereas if you went to the gym three times during the week and you smashed yourself on those three days, maybe you would see better results. Maybe you would need to rest some more. But that's the thing. 
application over time, no matter how much application you can do on the individual days, is far better than doing nothing at all. So you really do have the time to write. It's just you have to make it and you have to let go of the notion that it needs to be a particular length or that you have to achieve a particular thing on that day. This, my attitude to writing, I think is, is realistic. If you are someone who has all the time that you, you know, you can't, you're a full-time writer or, is, or you are someone who is in a position to devote yourself in a full-time manner to writing, all power to take it, do it for me. For me and for a lot of other writers that I know, writing is a thing that, you know, you can, you can maybe have an hour a day tops on, on most days because everything else you've got to balance. And we're all working toward being able to be full-time writers. But that said, I have been a full-time writer when I've been away at fellowships. I went to a place called Varuna, the National Writers' House over in the Blue Mountains. I've been up also up to the Catherine Susanna Pritchard Writers' Centre up in the Perth Hills a couple of times. And there you actually get to live your best life as a writer. You get to have this wonderful experience where for two weeks, even three weeks, all you do is write. You still have to cook all your meals, and in the, uh, but in, at Verona they do have a, a chef who comes in every night and cooks you dinner, which is wonderful. But you still got to take care of yourself. And what I found was at Verona, I had all this time to write. I had like eight hours a day, but I found that so daunting because when I took Locust Summer, my which was then in manuscript form, up to Verona, I was stuck. So I had all this time, which was great. But I was still stuck. The problem of the manuscript didn't go away. The problems that I was facing didn't go away. And I found the best use of my time at Varuna was not sitting my butt down in the chair and writing. It was actually going for walks, going for big, long bush walks where I would think about the problems that I was having. And when I got back to the page and I had maybe two or three hours left in the day after doing all this stuff, I smashed this writing. It just poured out of me like, you know, it just came out of my fingers like electricity. And that's, I think, a very, um, an enlarged and distilled version of that up and down sign graph uh, practice that I was having in my day-to-day life. It's this building up of frustration, this building up of meaning and this building up of insight that you then just swamp the page with when you actually get the chance to sit down for. And okay, maybe I could have, sat my butt in the chair and just sort of pushed through and worked through. But like the 10,000 hours of practice thing, it's got to be a focused practice. And the other thing is as well, you've got to be kind to yourself. You've got to be brutal with your work, but you've got to be kind to yourself because if you just sit down and write for eight hours every day, you're going to flatten yourself eventually. No writer can sustain that. You know, you look behind the mask of a lot of writers when they talk about their writing practice, they're talking about a specific period of time when they sit down and they write for eight hours a day. That's a demonic level of of work. It really is. It really takes it out of you. I mean, Roald Dahl did something like six days, uh, six hours a, a day and said he needed a stiff drink at the end of it because you really do. You know, he would sort of put himself into his little little chair and his, you know, you've seen the, the BBC report. If you haven't, look it up. It's fantastic. He sort of puts himself into his chair and he just has, has you know, writes Matilda for six hours a day. But at the end of it, he's stuffed because it's hard work. Writing really, really is hard work. So when we talk about what we're doing in what we are doing as writers, it's describing certain seasons back, you know, circling back around to that writing is a seasonal thing. It's circling back around to that writing 
goes in, you know, Sturm and Drang. It goes up and down, up and down, you know. Sometimes I'm quite literally not in the mood to write. So I'll sit down and I'll do the work, but I know that this is bullshit, that what I'm doing is just spinning the wheels a bit. And that's fine because what that does as well is it deepens your understanding of your story. So maybe you'll have a frustrating day. I'll have a frustrating 10 minutes. I'll have a frustrating two hours. But that's okay because that deepens my understanding of the story so that when I actually do have a a day when I'm on, I smash it. The important thing here is that I look at this professionally. I look at this as my job. I have to do this job every day. I have to show up every day for it. And the way you do that initially is you have to cross the bridge to give yourself permission. When we're starting out as writers, it's very tempting to just say, this is a hobby. This is something that I like to do in my spare time. I have this grand ambition to write a book. I want to finish this, but you know, I'm going to, going to fit all my other stuff around it. No, because it will never get done. There's an element of fear within that, that perhaps you're not good enough to do this. Who are you to tell the story? What right do you have? Who are you to take time away from other things? Who are you not to? If this is inside you, it's inside you forever. You better get used to it. And if you don't honor it, it'll just burn inside you like a stump fire. It did for me for years. And there's nothing better than digging the sparks out one at a time and sticking them on the page. Hopefully they don't burn the page. <laughs> I can see where that metaphor is going, right? But this is the thing. You've got to give yourself permission. You can't ask it from somebody else, a partner, a spouse, kids, parents, society, whatever, whatever, whatever thing you feel you need to appease in order to get permission for this. Power is taken. It's never given. So if you have given yourself permission to write and to take that time, whether it's 10 minutes, an hour, two hours, or four, or six, whatever you can do, it starts with permission. And this is the other thing. If, you, if you're not quite ready to give yourself permission yet, getting it externally can sometimes work. So I give you permission to write your story. This is a very powerful thing that was given to me once by uh, the writing consultant at Varuna. It's been given to a number of other people. Uh, where you sit down and you assess the story and you say to her what you want to do. uh, And she just says, do that. You can do that here. And getting that permission is the most wonderful thing. Um, A friend of mine um, told me about his experience of that quite recently. And I got shivers because it just reminded me so much of, you know, when I sat down uh, with her, her name is Carol Majors. Uh, She's a fantastic story coach. And I said to her, look, you know, I'm having trouble with Locust Summer. I think I've written about the wrong relationship. And she well, which relationship do you think you should be thinking about? Well, the mother and the son. Well, why don't you do that? Can I do that here? Yes. Yes, you can. Writing is whatever we make it. It's in whatever time we have. And I'll tell you this, you know, my routine, remember, one thing a day. If you can only do one thing a day, that's enough because it all adds up, all adds up. So give yourself permission, get yourself into a decent routine that's agile enough to take the vicissitudes of life, whatever is thrown at you and consistently work at it. 
10 minutes here, 45 minutes there. God, I wrote most of Locust Summer on the train when I was working a day job uh, as a journalist. Um, and then I went on a caravan trip for 18 months and I had all the time in the world. And you know what? I think I did better writing when I was on the train because Orson Welles had a great quote, the film director, that the absence of limitations is the enemy of art. So if you have limitations in your life, don't look at them as, you know, bars. They're not, they're not the bars of a jail cell. They're the frames of a painting. They are something that are going, it's, it's going to define what you're able to do. So if you've got 10 minutes, cool. That's 10 minutes where you can create something. Focus on that, smash it. And you know what? 10 minutes might turn into 12, might turn into 20, might turn into an hour, and all of a sudden, you're away. Insist on this. Give yourself permission. No one else is going to give it to you. You have to take it. Good luck and happy writing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Write Your Novel with David Allen Patali. If you loved what you heard, hit the subscribe button. You can follow me on socials at David Allen Patali. Don't forget, this podcast is about writing your novel. So make sure you drop any of your questions into the link in the show notes, and I'll make sure I answer it on the show. Until next time, happy writing.